Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Northwell Health will seek regulators' approval to merge with Nuvant Health, another nonprofit health network, and embark on an expansion that would give the state's largest private employer a presence in the Hudson Valley and western Connecticut. As reported on Newsday.com, Northwell Health President and CEO Michael Dowling and Nuvant President and CEO Dr. John M. Murphy signed an agreement earlier this week to form a new regional health system pending approval from the states of New York and Connecticut and potentially the Federal Trade Commission. The executive said formal applications have not been submitted yet. If approved, Northwell Health would become the parent organization for Nuvant, which is corporate headquarters and four hospitals in Connecticut, three hospitals in New York, in Rhinebeck, Carmel, and Poughkeepsie, dozens of primary and specialty care offices, and about 15,000 employees, according to Murphy. Northwell Health currently has 21 hospitals, hundreds of outpatient centers, and a staff of more than 85,000, according to its website. The merger would be a cashless arrangement since both organizations are nonprofits, the executive said. The combination would allow the organizations to share insight on new technology along with clinical and administrative techniques, the CEOs said. Researchers have found evidence that consolidation among healthcare providers has led to higher prices without evidence of improved quality, according to KFF, a nonpartisan health policy research group. Tough decisions lie ahead in crafting next year's budget, the school district's business official told school board members last night as the Riverhead Central School District approaches a fiscal cliff with the loss of nearly $20 million in federal funds. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com. The school district is in a perfect storm where your increased staffing is not going to align with your funding. Interim Assistant Superintendent for Business Marianne Cartesano said at Tuesday night's school board meeting, the district has been using $19.8 million of federal coronavirus emergency relief funds, which will expire at the end of the year, to supplement its budget over the last three school years. The Riverhead Central School District's budget which is roughly $192 million, has been bolstered the last few years by dramatic increases in state funding, as well as the federal relief funds. The boosts have allowed the district to hire more teachers and implement new programs. But in next year's budget, the board must focus on stability, said Cartesano, an interim hired after the resignation of both the former superintendent and a former business official. The Brookhaven NAACP will host a panel discussion of of environmental issues, both past and present, as civil rights issues at the Suffolk County Historical Society Museum in Riverhead this evening from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Tonight's event is free, but seating is limited and registration is required. Call the Suffolk County Historical Society at area code 631-727-2881. 
That's 631-727-2881, extension 100. That's 630 to 8 p.m. at the Suffolk County Historical Society in Riverhead this evening. Environmental justice is civil rights, a Long Island retrospective. The town of Southampton is considering two land purchases in the village of Quag through the Community Preservation Fund that would preserve an exquisite point of land at the end of Second Neck Lane, where recent and ongoing development of several mega homes along the east side of the lane may provide for a perfect symbol of why the CPF was created in the first place. Tom Gogola reports on 27East.com that the Southampton Town Board held a public hearing this past Tuesday to talk about the parcels at 38 and 42nd Neck Lane that are being offered to the town by their current owners. The 5.3-acre parcel at 42nd Neck Lane is being offered to the town by Robin Jeffrey and the Jeffrey 2018 Family Trust for $3.85 million, while the 38 second lane neck property at 6.3 acres is for sale at $3.8 million and is owned by Penniman's Point Limited Partnership, which is also controlled by the Jeffrey family. The area, said CPF program manager Jacqueline Fenlon, is zoned as Village Hamlet Green, but the owners, she said, are just looking to preserve the wetlands and not have an active community park at the contiguous locations. Fenland told the town board this week that the land identified for preservation will be utilized as a public passive park area. But is the town considering buying land that could wind up being a town-funded $7.65 million, 11.6-acre private park for residents new and old, second-lane, neck-lane residents only? Democrats in New York adopted a new congressional map yesterday using their supermajorities in the state legislature to draw district lines that would improve their chances of winning the House majority in November, but not drastically. However, enough so that Kyle Hill, a former congressional aide from Port Jefferson, dropped out of the Democratic primary for New York's first congressional district seat on Wednesday, becoming the latest candidate to suspend their bid to unseat Representative Nick LaLota, the Republican from Amityville. Laura Figueroa Hernandez reports on Newsday.com that Hill's departure from the race came a day after former state senator James Gorin, a Democrat from East Northport announced he was withdrawing from the primary after a newly drawn congressional redistricting map split the town of Huntington into two districts. Craig Herskowitz, a former New York City administrative law judge who lives in Northport, has also suspended his campaign. The Democratic primary field now includes John Avalon and Nancy Goroff. The primary election is scheduled for June 25th. Atlantic Marine Conservation Society biologists will provide participants with an inside look at AMC's Stranding Investigations Program this coming Saturday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Quag Wildlife Refuge. Presenters will define a stranding, discuss why marine mammals and sea turtles strand, and the required gear to properly respond to a stranded animal. They will share what they have learned from these strandings over the years and how they are trying to improve 
improve the marine environment for all of its inhabitants. By the end of the lecture, participants will understand the proper steps to take if they should ever come across a stranded marine mammal. That's this Saturday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Quag Wildlife Refuge. Long Island lost more than 110,000 residents between 2017 and 2022, a trend fueled by younger Long Islanders fleeing for other states, according to a report released today. While Long Island continues to have an interstate migration deficit of nearly 38,000 residents annually, those numbers are offset partially by a surge of New Yorkers moving to Nassau and Suffolk from other parts of the state. They are predominantly coming from the five boroughs, data from the U.S. Census and analyzed by the Long Island Association's Research Institute shows. Robert Brodsky reports on Newsday.com that a region's population can fluctuate from a host of factors, including the difference between birth and death rates and the balance of new immigrants arriving or departing. But domestic migration tends to be the most volatile indicator and the one most prone to economic, social, and political conditions. The interstate migration deficit is the difference between the number of Long Islanders leaving for other states or other parts of New York and the number of those people relocating from those places to Long Island. This is a tough place to operate a business and is a high-cost region for families, young professionals, as well as employers, said Matthew Cohen, president of Long Island Association. Individuals leaving the region to move out of state are generally younger, less likely to have a four-year degree, and more likely to be unmarried, without children, and have lower incomes than the median Long Islanders. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.